Welcome to the Enrollment Insights Podcast. In this podcast, our goal is to focus less on the promise of best practices and instead look for the processes and the questions that spark internal reflection and lead to novel solutions tailored to your institution. I'm Angela Brown, Senior Enrollment Insights Leader at Niche, and my guest today is Romaine Levy. Romaine is the Director of Education Strategy at Mission Minded, which means she gets to work every day helping independent schools and educational organizations to raise their profiles while also benefiting the communities they serve. She has developed dynamic strategic plans and brand strategies for mission-minded clients from coast to coast, including San Francisco Day School, Friends School of Baltimore, Flint Hill School, and Marlboro School. Romaine's volunteer service greatly informs her work. She is the founding board chair of Vistamar School, an independent high school in Los Angeles, and currently serves on the board of Lewis and Clark College in Portland, Oregon. Before her pursuit of serving educational institutions, Romaine served as a partner at several blue chip advertising agencies in Los Angeles. Welcome, Romaine, and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Angela. It's great to be with you. So first, I want to start with two questions that we ask every guest, starting with, what's something you tried that didn't work and what did you learn? That's such a great question. I really appreciate it because I, I like being reflective and introspective. But the only thing I can come up with is joining gyms. I have tried many times in my life to join a gym. And I just think it's a great idea when I do it. And I walk around and I feel so smart of myself that I have all of these incredible uh, resources available to me. And I pay the money and then I go a few times and then I just don't go anymore. And so, and I've done it multiple times. I should know enough about myself, but I now know that gyms don't work for me. So I don't do it anymore. (laughs) That's great. I think there are a lot of people who can probably relate to that one. Yeah. I'm not saying exercise isn't okay. I've found other ways to stay healthy, but it's just not going into a gym. So And that's okay. There's a huge trend of people learning how to make that happen at home. So no judgment there. (laughs) Second question, what practices do you use to brainstorm and bring new ideas into your work? This may just seem so obvious, and maybe this is how everyone answers this question. I don't know. I love searching the internet and Googling things. I Google if I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, if it's a a way to phrase something in one of the projects that we're working on or just deeper insight. I love landing on imagery like Google images when I use a word search and looking at memes and quotes and, you know, memes of quotes and (laughs) (laughs) Pinterest, like all of the things that are online have really, I have to say some of the best ideas that I and some of my colleagues have sometimes come up with have just been because there's some great imagery out there that that just unlocks creativity in in my imagination or their imagination. So that may not be a super interesting response, but that's the truth. And, um, and I'm proud of it. I'm going to stick with it. Actually, I, I love that. And I, I think you're on to something because sometimes we can get so caught up on, you know, we have to be creative and what's the, the right way to brainstorm or the right way to find new ideas. And sometimes it can be pretty simple. And, yeah. and that's, a, that's a really great takeaway for folks. You, it doesn't always have to be something that is super exciting. It can be as simple as, as just jumping on Google 
and seeing what happens from there. Being inspired by other people's fun ideas. So Exactly. Exactly. That's great. So now we're going to get into the meat of our conversation. And this is a topic I'm very excited about. It's been a, a pretty hot one in education over the last few weeks. And I'm excited to dive into it in a different way here. And that topic is branding. Branding is something that is often misunderstood in schools. And I think that's just as true, honestly, in K-12 as it is in higher ed. I think Higher ed's a little bit ahead of us in the K-12 world, but I think education as an industry is something that still sort of struggles with that. And so how is brand defined at Mission Minded? Well, I love that you started off with that premise about brand being misunderstood because we couldn't agree more. And, and in fact, I, I would even go higher and uh, you know up the food chain, if you will, and say that branding is maybe even misunderstood in, in corporate America. You know, There's a lot of misperceptions about what brand is. And at the end of the day, at Mission Minded, we, we like to say that brand is just another word for reputation. Your brand is your reputation. So it's the idea that pops into someone's head about a school or an organization when they hear the name of that school or organization, or maybe when they see the logo or they see an ad for it or, you know, hear it mentioned. It's it's that idea that pops into their head. And if you think about us as, as people, we all have personal reputations, which means we have personal brands. I've had the pleasure of working with you before, Angela, in in uh, on a project, and I know you to be thoughtful and responsible and insightful and fun to work with and fun to hang out with on the side. And and I don't think that you're just those things when you worked with me. I think you're those things when you work with everybody you work with. So that's your personal brand, right? It's about, and that's how you show up with all of your colleagues or all of your partners or, you know, folks that you work with. So maybe it's more helpful to explain what brand is not. And if you're a school person, <laughs> brand is not your logo, brand is not your colors, brand is not the fonts that you've chosen to, you know, to use on your brochures and your communications. Those are just visual cues that you've chosen to represent your brand to stakeholders. So that brand is the ideas that you really want them to understand about when they see those visual signals. And, and so that's really, I think, a, a great just way to summarize it. And there's tons of brands out there that, that I could mention, consumer brands, that if I say the name of that brand, immediately you would, you would have an association of one or two words that describes that. And that's the brand. It's not anything about the, the logo or the colors or anything else about their visual cues. I think that's another really great takeaway. I mean, as, as an aside, thank you for the for, for the deep dive into my my personal brand. Um, but I, I think if you are a marketer who's trying to explain this to colleagues on a leadership team or at a school who don't have a background in marketing, in branding, focusing not just on what branding is, but what branding isn't is actually a really great way to frame that for people. It's a, it's a good way to make it more tangible and easier to understand. So I, I think that's yeah. a really great strategy. Another thing that I hear a lot from people is that 
they lack the resources or the budget to do comprehensive branding work. And you mentioned when when I was at my previous school, we worked together and we were very, very fortunate to both have the resources and the leadership support, which I'll get to, to, to do the work the right way. And so recognizing that that is a gift that yeah. that not every school has. What advice would you give to a school to help them start to tease out those elements of what makes them unique institutionally so that they can start to incorporate that into their messaging, into their marketing and admissions efforts, but without being able to do a comprehensive rebranding effort? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what everybody's looking for is, is tangible advice, right? Of what are some things I can do here in-house? I'll, I'll, I'll just start sort of big picture by saying that Mission Minded is a branding firm and we, we believe that a brand that sets your school apart is absolutely essential to your success. And so our, and we have a vision that no good cause should suffer from poor communication. So even schools that we aren't able to work with. Um, we have so many incredible tools on our website and I'll, I'll plug that at the end, just jump on and grab, you know, there's templates, there's exercises, there's so many great tools that will help you lead your community through some of this work. So, so please take us up on that and use those tools. And basically what I, you know, the way I would answer the question sort of more practically is, I'll start by saying that brand has to start with a deep understanding of who your brand is for, your stakeholders, who, you know, who cares, who's going to care about your brand at the end of the day, who are you building this reputation for? And then secondarily, what's unique about your school that, that is going to compel them to find you and to join your community. Interestingly enough, many schools don't know that second part. I think that they can do, if they do the work around who their stakeholders, they can get there. But the piece about what's distinctive about your school seems to be harder for independent schools to put their, you know, their finger on. And there's something that you can do as a school that I don't think requires hiring an outside firm. I mean, it's, it's great if you have that that resource and have the ability to do that, but but talk to people in your community about your school and really try to get to the bottom of understanding what your school's brand or reputation is. And you can do that by asking simply, you know, what reputation does our school have among families in the area? Pretend I'm new to the area. Pretend I'm new to the school. I've never been here before. What's our reputation? What's word on the street about our school? And then, you know, similarly, who are our biggest competitors? And what are they known for? What's the space that they've sort of carved out for themselves? Why do families choose our school over them? Or why does families choose that school over us? And at the end of the day, how would you describe this school to somebody if nobody was listening? You know, if, if you just had the ability to, to just say out loud, our school is the school that blank. And that's a great exercise. Do ask those questions with lots of people see if you're hearing consistency, see if people are on the same page about what the school's reputation is, and what's the big idea that you just keep hearing that you're getting hit over the head with. Those are the answers that are going to ultimately help you understand what your school's brand is. You know, it could be that your brand reputation isn't great. Maybe there's some things that have happened at your school in the past, or maybe you're just very misunderstood. And, and there, therein lies the opportunity. So if your brand reputation isn't the brand reputation you need it to be to reach your goals, 
then the work ahead is to try to change that, to try to set different signals and send different signals to people. But it all starts with that just deep, deep understanding of who you are, how people see you. And uh, again, as, as you started the question off, how can folks do this without you know, a, a big branding firm coming in and doing this work? This is absolutely work you can do on the ground and you know, deputize folks on your team to help you expand the scope of it. I think that's great. And I, I honestly, I think a big part of that is you also have to come from a place where you are ready for what you're going to learn. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes there can be a disconnect between who an institution believes itself to be and, and what actually comes through when you start to ask those very thoughtful questions. And so, you know, a comparison that I often make is between branding and therapy. And, and part of going through therapy is learning about yourself. And for that's for better or for worse, right? And so it's the same for individuals as it is for institutions. And so the, the one thing I would add to that is as you start to go into that very essential work, to your point, you have to be ready for what you're going to hear because it might be different from what you're expecting. Yeah, very true. Great point. So another thing that I hear in talking to, to colleagues in, in other schools and in different roles is that you may have people who have done some of that work or they have some of the tools associated with that work, things like branding guidelines and style guides, but they don't have leadership team members, either they're not on the leadership team themselves or they sit on leadership and they're surrounded by colleagues who don't truly recognize how important it is to have everyone adhering to these guidelines, even though, you know, visual guidelines and all of that are not sure. all that a brand is, but it is important to have everyone hold hands and commit to driving that work forward. Yeah. So what are some practical ways that people working in marketing communications and, and to some degree admissions can use to encourage a more brand-centric culture at their schools? Yeah, that's, that is a, a great question. If I think going back to a question you asked me one or two ago, when you asked me to define brand and I said, brand is not your logo, brand is not your fonts and colors. If, if you were to extend that logic that one step further than therefore, what is it, right? What is brand? It's everything. Right. <laughs> it's not just, and so that's why it's important that, that brand, that people in your organization see brand as their responsibility, not just the director of marketing or director of communications, but every single person in the organization is responsible for the way that you show up as, as an organization. So it absolutely has to stop, start, sorry, with senior leadership at a school or college or organization or any, you know, any organization. If the head of school or principal or president of a college doesn't understand or believe in that idea, then it's going to be really difficult for you, you know, as a marketing communications director or manager to deputize an entire staff or faculty to take responsibility for your brand. So I would say start there, start with your, you know, ultimate leader of your organization, share articles with them, invite them to have some discovery calls with consultants who do branding work. You don't have to have a, an initiative necessarily, just you're trying to educate your, you know, senior leader and, and um, put them in touch with some folks who do this work to give them an understanding of what that could look like. 
Um, but really trying to educate your senior leader about that brand is not a dirty word if they they come to it with that pre you know disposition, but rather it's going to be one of the most important ideas and strongest tools that they could you know that they could have in their toolkit. So once they're on board, the message then needs to be sent by them to faculty and staff that our school's brand is all of our responsibility because, you know, we say at Mission Minded Branding or your brand is you on your best day. It's me on my worst day. It's a van with our school's logo on it, cutting somebody off in traffic. Yes. It's one of our students being featured in the newspaper for, you know, founding an incredible nonprofit that's changing lives in the community. Like brand is all of those things. Your brand as a school is all of those things. And it's it's the sum of the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the goal is really for your your colleagues to understand that the reputation that your school needs to have to reach your goals comes from all of you kind of rowing in the same direction and, and helping reinforce that that reputation when they have opportunities to do so in their daily lives. That means in a grocery store line, you know, if a teacher is asked about your school, that they answer it in the way that is going to reinforce the reputation that that you need it to have as much as if, you know, they're in an official capacity meeting with a family. That's such a great point. I mean, I I think that the holistic perspective of branding is something that gets lost, even in instances where schools and institutions go through some of this really comprehensive work. You get to the end, and if it isn't rolled out in the right way, meaning, you know, everyone doesn't have a shared understanding, not just of the outcome, but the impact that it has on their roles within an institution. I think that's where things can really break down. Having seen it go both ways, both, you know, where it does live in marketing and leadership, and it's something that's sort of enforced upon people or imposed upon people, where it's, this is the new logo, here are some bullet points, and this is now what we have to do, versus bringing people along throughout the process, having very visible leadership from the very top outside of marketing or admissions, which is equally important to your point. And then also at the end, training is so, so important in branding. When, When people don't understand, okay, now what? You do end up having those arguments over, you know, the really kind teacher who wants to slap something weird on a logo for a JV swim team. (laughs) You know, like those are the small battles you end up fighting because people don't understand that bigger why. And so that that holistic perspective is just something that I am very passionate about. And I love that you brought that up in this conversation. Yeah, great. Thank you. Um, So to take that even further, this is very related. I think that schools also lose sight of the role that brand plays in recruiting new students and families. Because your earlier point, it's absolutely essential if you're going to continue to meet your goals, not just for family recruitment, but also for fundraising, for recruiting new faculty and staff, and for building your reputation in the community. So I'd love to unpack that a little bit more and talk about the role that branding plays in the admissions process. Great. Well, let's start by just recognizing that schools don't have huge 
budgets for marketing or advertising and the word the role of word of mouth the the role that word of mouth plays is so critical in admissions we know that a large majority of families decide to visit schools based on what friends or family have told them so they step on your campus for the first time already having a very strong sense of your brand before you've been able to say one word to them right that's because brand is your reputation so they arrive on campus already with preconceived notions about who you are and why they're there and what they're expecting to see right and to unfold so hopefully what they were told was true, was good, <laughs> right? They got there, they came, so it must have been okay. But maybe it wasn't. Maybe they were told that you were one kind of school and you're not at all. Or maybe they were told that something about you that, you know, is kind of close, but not right. Or maybe they were told all sorts of things about you and they came because they wanted to figure out which one of those things was true. So the role of brand is essential in admissions. And I'm, I'm sort of thinking about starting from the first touch point in admissions usually is, you know, other than a, an inquiry or setting up an appointment to come visit a school or tour a school or come to an open house. So whether you're able to be hosting families back on campus now when they're coming to admissions events or campus tours or, or even simply receiving materials from you, an admissions brochure or watching an admissions video or crawling all over your website or, you know, maybe eventually doing an interview or a shadow day. All of those are touch points that have to reinforce that brand reputation, whatever that is. And there's so much we do at schools that are so feature-based and program-based that um, it's it's sometimes easy to lose sight of the, those things all adding up to you know a bigger benefit. So I'm going to just thread a, a quick consumer brand example through this just to kind of hit this point home. So if if Volvo car was <laughs> your brand and uh, people stepped into your showroom already knowing about your car brand, that it was a very safe car. You're known to be one of the safest cars on the road, maybe the safest. And then their experience in your dealership was anything but that. It was, oh, we're gonna show you how fast we are. We're gonna show you how comfortable our seats are. We're gonna show you how, I don't know, what all the different ways cars can excite people. I'm not a car <laughs> person, but but if the whole morning was spent doing anything but talking about safety, right? Oh, we also have. Oh, we also do. Oh, yes. Um, and then they left at the end of the day, they'd be like, well, are they really the safest car? Because they didn't really talk about that during my visit. Yeah. So I'm not saying that, you know, don't talk about all the things you do in school. Absolutely do it. But make sure that it all ladders back up to that big idea about what d distinguishes your school. Brand shows up in everything you do in admissions. It shows up in, in what you say, the words that come out of your mouth. It shows up in the tone of voice that you use when you, when you say those words and, and how you look as a school, not just the physical campus, but how the people look and, and dress and you know all of the things. It just, all of those things send signals to your prospective families and admissions. And so you want to just make sure you're intentional about, you know, did, did we really want to send those signals or did we in, inadvertently send signals that were not the right ones? I think the biggest stumbling, you know, missent signal is around inclusivity. People come to school campuses and don't know if they're going to fit in. And that's really hard because independent schools to start with are 
exclusive, right? They're, they're organizations yes. that get to choose who joins them. Right. Um, and so it, it, automatically there's a dynamic going on is, you know, are we going to be chosen to be a part of this community? And, and that is one signal that, that really, really, you know, schools need to work hard, very, very hard at, at disarming or, or not sending those wrong signals. But anyway, so hopefully that Volvo thread just helped hit that point home. And, and when you think about what your big, your school's big idea is that it would show up as a, as a constant thread in every aspect of an admissions process. I, I think that's perfect. And it really drives home that the earlier discussion about what it means to think about brand holistically. And so if you're working in admissions, that means what do your communications sound like? What do they look like? What do they? How do they make people feel when they receive them? And are you evoking the sort of emotion that aligns with who you are as an institution? You can also ask yourself questions like, what do our admissions events look like, whether they're virtual or in person? They don't have to look and feel like every other virtual tour or panel right. or open house or information session that you see at every other school down the street. But how can you yeah. look at your event experiences through the lens of your brand and help people walk away with a window into who you actually are as an institution. And so yeah. I, I think those are really, really important takeaways for people working in these roles to think about, especially since we're right in the middle of admission season. Yep. There's yep. still time to make some tweaks. Absolutely. So I want to go back to something that you mentioned about inclusivity, because I've noticed that Mission Minded is talking a lot lately about the role of equity and inclusivity in institutional messaging. And that's something that you're actually going to be presenting about at the upcoming Enrollment Management Association Conference. So depending on that's when great. folks are listening to this episode, it's either coming right up or you can hop onto the EMA website and, and look for it later. But I'd love for you to share more about that and give us a bit of a teaser about that conversation. Yeah, I'd be really happy to. Thank you for mentioning it. If your school, like hundreds across the country, has made the very serious and authentic commitment to upping your DEI game. Um, Mission Minded is leading a session, as Angela said, at, at the EMA, um, Enrollment Management Association Conference in September of this year, 2021, in case you're listening to this later. Um, and the session is really designed to help schools make sure that their brand and their admissions messages reflect that commitment. And for Con, I'm going to be co-presenting with our DEI advisor named Tierney Yates, an amazing professional who has brought so much depth and learning for our organization at Mission Minded. We're going to, for context, we're going to start by telling the story about how we at Mission Minded switched our own frame internally, thinking about creating a more inclusive culture at at our, you know, in our organizations, the spoiler alert is we were doing it wrong for years. <laughs> and um, so we're going to just start out by being very vulnerable and sort of humbly sharing that what, what we thought and why things weren't working and how we had to have some epiphanies along the way. And then we're going to share for, you know, practical advice around school admissions messaging and that 
it's just not enough for schools to express your commitment to creating a diverse community or to tout how your school has this percent students of color or this percent students receiving, you know, financial access or if you if you truly are committed to shifting, you know, your current paradigm, those those old old ways of telling that story are are just sort of bankrupt in today's you know, today's environment. So the practical teaching that we're going to move into is going to be how to use an inclusivity lens in, uh, in across all that you do. But our focus in particular is on writing admission, admissions messages that have, you know, sort of passed that inclusivity lens filter. So we're going to share some concrete examples of schools that have shifted key messages to signal to their communities, you know, that change is afoot in their community or how they, not only how they are committing to the work, but just that the way that they're writing about it, the way that they're talking about it is, is from a place of deep, deep understanding. So it's fascinating. The work has been transformational. The deliverables that we are able to now help our schools with, you know, the, the, the best intentions of writing a message that that we think, oh, this sounds really inclusive. And then when when you come to understand that there's still things that we didn't understand or we don't understand. So our goal is to really help our um, admissions folks and, and school communications people understand what some of those, you know, just maybe missed signals might be and ways to truly, truly to, to help your messages be as absolutely as inclusive as they can be. That's fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing that. So where else can people find you online if they'd like to hear more about you or about Mission Minded? So Mission Minded's website is mission-minded.com. And um, as I mentioned, there's a section that we call tools. There's an incredible blog that you can just sift through if you sort by either independent schools or schools or education capital campaigns. There's just tons and tons of great articles. And then another section with some marketing guides, we call them, but they're just free guides that you can download, teach you how to think about your brand or how to, how to the minute message model, how to take your school through a message process. So help yourself there. Um, but yeah, by all means, help yourself to those tools. And if there's any way that um, any of our team members can help you with a little, you know, question you're wrestling with, we'd be really happy to do so. That's perfect. And I'll be, in sh- I'll be sure to include that in the show notes as well. This has been such a great conversation, Romaine. Thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, Angela. It's great, great to be able to work with you and collaborate with you. And I love that you're, you know, sharing, sharing the wisdom with uh, other schools. That's just <laughs> so on brand for you. And so... <laughs> <laughs> happy just to be invited to be a part of it.